Hello again, everyone. Welcome to the Rome Floyd Chamber Show. This is Rome Business Radio. I'm Roger Manus. We are broadcasting from the Hardy Realty Studios on Broad Street in beautiful downtown Rome, Georgia. Good morning, ladies. Good morning. <laughs> we got a full house. We do. Today on our podcast, we have Pam Power Smith, the president of the Chamber, and Nora Guzman from the Small Business Development Center. Hello. How are we? Great. Thank you. Thank you for having me You're here. welcome. We, we love Nora. They are a good partner to the Chamber, so we're excited yes. for her to share all her knowledge today. <laughs> all of it? We might have to cut it short on time. <laughs> we, we, we could be here for days. You speak two languages, right? You know, <laughs> yes. You know, I could actually start with Spanish, so just to make sure that you actually get that part, and then we can go with English. We'll do two versions. Hola. <laughs> That's all I got. So, uh, well, welcome. And and uh, I, I know we were chatting beforehand. So let's let's start broad, big picture, small business development center. It's not the SBA. It is not the SBA. <laughs> we actually work in collaboration and partnership with them, but we are not the SBA. Okay, so what do you guys do? What is distinctly unique and different about the Small Business Development Center? Okay, so to make the distinction between the SBA and us, the SBA guarantees the loans or actually gives any grants or things like that, such as during the pandemic. However, we do not have any grants or any loans to give out. No money. No money. <laughs> Other than business consultants that we can actually help small business owners in the Northwest Georgia area um, with their business plans, um, loan acquisitions. I mean, well, sorry, business acquisitions, anything that has to do with helping them grow their business. So you're on the strategy side. We're on the strategy side, correctly. Okay. And how did you get into this? So interestingly enough, I actually started, I was doing accounting, I was doing training for several years. And so then my clients actually were needing um, advice on how to grow their business. And I was seeing a disconnection between the small business owners. Now, granted that a small business owner can have up to 500, 500 employees. Okay. So let's clear that out as well, because a small business owner is not just a mom and pop business. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So then we go by the SBA guidelines. Um, so what I was seeing was that there was the need for them to actually uh, continue to grow their business in advising them on how to actually proceed and proceed to go and get loans, um, just business coaching per se. And so some of them, the funding was not there. So I was giving this advice at no cost already. And so then this position came around. And so then um, I thought that was like the perfect fit. So then I went through the interview process. Now we have 18 offices throughout the state. And so in each office, we at least have three consultants and we go through a rigorous program of hiring. And then we go to, through training to make sure that we're actually able to consult and make sure that we can actually give good advice to, um, to our clients. And then we, we actually get to select our areas of expertise. My background has always been in training and accounting. So then, um, so then I decided to go into marketing because that's one of the need areas that people have the most, or they think that that's the need that they have. Okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they, yeah they, they, know, they know what they want to sell, but they don't know how to get the word out, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. So then with my background in accounting, then it was one of the things that it's like, well, so then let's make sure that before you promote your service, Let's make sure that you're pricing for profit. So then that's where we actually come in to say, your baby's not ugly. We just need to. <laughs> we just 
just need to just help him and train him so that he could actually, you know, I mean, be part of, you know, whatever you want him to be part that of. That might be the best quote know, of all the podcasts we've done. Let's give awards. What if the baby is ugly? <laughs> you know, I mean, so if the baby is ugly, there's things that we could do too, you know, like make him look better. Now, I have an eight-month-old baby, okay? So, please. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure just cute as can be, right? Yes, as cute as I can be, but, you know, it could always need some training and the mother also can need some training as well. Uh, I really don't know what to do with that other than obviously I mean it's a good metaphor you know your business is your baby (laughs) at the end of the year yeah we could do that Uh the the best quote Uh, that's that's going to be tough to beat that one so how obviously we're we're continuing our resource series here for the chamber and chamber members and so this is something you guys obviously work closely with yeah, so sometimes we call them in a panic and say, help. <laughs> our or baby's provide, ugly. <laughs> yeah, or provide training to all our folks. Um, a lot of times what we'll find out is we'll figure out that there's a handful of businesses that need something similar. Like mm-hmm. we as a chamber are identifying like, oh, these five folks have such a good idea, but oh, they need some help. Um, so in a, it's a non-threatening way for us to say, hey, you should come to this class. And so um, obviously they do all the training for that for us. And then too, sometimes, you know, somebody walks in our door, they have questions. How do I start a business? How do I do this? And then once we've answered, if we've sat with them for 30 minutes and we've answered all the questions and we realize that they're pretty ready for the next step. We push them on to the SBDC because they can really provide that very strategic, you know, business plan and that sort of thing. So once they've outgrown everything we can do for them, we send them on to the smart kids at the SBDC. So you mentioned marketing, but like, what are some of the bigger holes in people's knowledge base when they walk in and say, okay, I want to sell this product or make this product or what are some of the other areas where they really need help? Okay, so one of the things that I would say, I mean, I've been here for seven years now, and I see 100 clients a year. So (laughs) that gives me, you know, like a a really good understanding of what's going on during the pandemic. I think I saw 160 something clients that that year. So we were busy. So one of the biggest issue is understanding what they're selling and understanding who they're selling them to. Okay. And then another thing, which is the biggest one is when they come to my door and, and we're talking about it, it's like, well, everybody's buying from me. We'll define everybody. <laughs> Family and friends will probably be the ones that are going to support your business, but then they're not going to be your recurring clients. So then making sure that they understand who their client is based on age, demographic, income levels, that is going to be key for their success. And that's one of the main issues that sometimes they're completely blindfolded when it comes to it to where they invest, you know, it could be 20000 it could be $2 million into a business, and they don't understand or they have not identified properly who they're actually trying to sell this, uh, who, develop, who they're developing this product for. Yeah, I think Nora, if, correct me if mm-hmm. I'm wrong, but like y'all kind of, obviously you have these entrepreneurs that come to y'all and they're like so excited, so gung-ho, they have big picture ideas, and then you kind of have to like, be like, all right, well, you're you're wanting to build this like coliseum, but where do we start? You gotta you gotta, you know, make sure there's land, you gotta make sure that there's plans in place, like uh all the nitty gritty kind of stuff of a business strategy. So can you kind of go into more detail about how y'all kind of look at the business strategy? Like say we'll just do an example of like a coffee shop. I think that was someone's dream in one of the classes we did was like how to start a coffee shop and he really had no idea you know 
real estate, loans, you know, purchasing power, stuff like that. So like if someone came to you like that, where do you start them and how do you kind of finish with them? Okay. So where I actually start them with, Oh, so it's, it's a mutual relationship. Okay. So then, so then what I tell them first of all is, okay, so then I'm not doing the work for you. Yeah. I'm going to help you with it. And you and I are going to come out of this meeting with uh, responsibilities. So then the first thing is, well, you know, what are you planning to do coffee shop? How many are there already in the area? Mm -hmm. If they have not done the research, then that's the first thing that I ask them. Yeah. And then from there, I hand them a business plan. And then, so we don't have to work on the, let's say 50 or hundred page business plan. Yeah. I also do not recommend for them to actually go and pay for a business plan because then at that point it's not their business plan. And, and y'all, you provide we, these. We provide this. Yes. yes. We provide a template and we can actually walk you step by step through it. So then let's say that like we're talking about a coffee shop. So then if there's already six in the area per se, then the issue is going to be, is like, how are you going to make it different? Mm-hmm. So then that's going to be for you also to determine and bring it to me because I'm not going to be the decision maker. I'm just going to guide you through the process. Yeah. And then once you answer this, then the next thing is, okay, well, what is it going to cost us? And are you financially stable so that you can actually support this business? And if not, let's look at what type of loans are we looking at? Mm-hmm. So then we work on financial projections and then there's a template that we have um, sometimes even when you come in as a consultant for the SBDC, it takes us years to actually master figuring out this big projection spreadsheet. But I mean, the good thing is that we actually do it for you. You provide me the information and let's say, well, are you going to buy the land? Are you going to build it from scratch? Or are you going to purchase a unit here from downtown? So then if you're purchasing a unit from downtown, then what we're going to look at is, well, what's the average cost? What are the units that are available? And then I start connecting you with the resources, with the key resources like you guys, like the way that we work in the past. Um, with the downtown development or whatnot, depending on where they're going to be placing it at, then we start looking with realtors in that area and start doing projections. Again, those projections means that that's just, you know, rough estimates on what it's going to cost. We break it down by the cost of the building. One thing that people miss the most is that, well, I'm starting a business. I'm already paying rent. Mm -hmm. Okay. So they already have like a two-year lease, but they didn't think about equipment. They didn't think about injuries insurance, you know, sometimes even the hours of operations. So then those are the things that we start looking at. Okay. So then, you know, like you said, insurance memberships, for example, for the chamber, you're going to be active part of the community. Where are you going to be enrolled to promote your services, marketing dollars. So then we start looking at, you know, like the expenses. And then we also look at sales. So what I'm going to ask you is like, well, what do you anticipate selling? And what is the price point based on what you're telling me? We put on a spreadsheet, we look at sales, then we look at expenses, then we even include in the loan and Mm -hmm. see what the principal would be, what the interest will be. And then also, we're going to look at your cash flow. So we're just not looking at profit and loss, which is money in, money out. We're looking at your cash, cash flow and making sure that you're going to be able to pay your bills and pay everything at the end of the day. And so then that's the part of the project that we help you figure out if it's feasible. Do you think that's like the biggest part of the business strategy that you kind of have to go through with clients? Yes. Okay. Okay. So then as far as businesses go, if the business cash flows, then at that point, then any lender, you know, like, or depending on what the appetite for the lenders are, then at that point, that's what they're going to be looking at. Okay. So then that's key in order for you to secure funding. Mm -hmm. But the issue sometimes is that they come in and they have signed a lease Already. Already. So, so they've already jump started this before coming to you guys. Exactly. So the key is actually is not to sign anything until we actually make sure that you have a good solid plan. Mm-hmm. 
And so then that's as far as like the strategy goes. Like if it's something that, like you said, a coffee, coffee shop, we look at industry reports as well. And we have access to that. Instead of you paying somebody to actually get the reports that could be thousands of dollars, we can actually run those reports for you. This and is taxpayers. Yeah. Paid. Can you explain a little bit more about those reports that y'all pull? Because I don't think people even know about those things. Like a lot of people just have no idea the resources that y'all pull, like those reports and how important those are and how y'all get those reports. Okay. So we are taxpayers paid program. So then you pay your taxes, you're paying for my services. So thank you very much for that. everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so then once we actually do that, so we have access to industry reports and what that does is that it pulls a, um, it pulls a group of companies in that same industry from like a region. I can select Georgia per se, or I could do Northwest Georgia or in the surrounding states. That is going to be something similar to where you're going to be placing your business at. Mm -hmm. And that's going to tell me that what the average sales for a coffee shop are, what average wages or how much you should be spending on wages for like X number. Like, I mean, you can do a small, medium or large yeah. um, like business based on the industry. And so then even to where it's, it shows you the profitability, like what percentage of uh, profits you should be actually be expecting to make out of that business. So we do all industries. I work with manufacturing companies that we do help them with like their payrolls. But with small businesses as well, is this is going to be a way to understand what you should be, what yeah. you should be making before you like actually go into the industry. Like benchmarks kind of stuff. Exactly. Yeah, because that data is, is I was one of my follow-ups was, you are going to open a coffee shop and you say, okay, guesstimate what you're, what you're going to sell. You, how do you know? But you know by coming to you because you know what the industry already does. Exactly. <laughs> yes. And, and, and the, the best thing about it is that you should, it also tells you how much each employee should be generating you. Yeah. So then mm -hmm. sometimes it's like, well, I'm going to hire somebody. Okay. Well, that employee should be generating you sales. Yeah. So then, yeah. and there also should, there should be an expectations of what, you know, like your sales should look like. So that, I mean, like at that point, if that's not happening, then is it the employee? Is it the baby? Or mm -hmm. is it the <laughs> owner that needs to actually get trained on, yeah. you know, like having the skills to make sure that you actually have some sales goals as well. Yeah. And then the proper training for the employees. And then within that business strategy, do y'all ever talk about management? Like how to manage people? Like what does that look like as being a business owner versus just, because uh, I know, you know, you'll have a lot of people that were employees, that do not understand what it is like to be an employer, to have to maybe fire someone, to be able to provide benefits, to make sure that they're getting fed before you do. Because technically, they're relying on you. They're relying on you to make these smart business decisions. So do you ever have to talk about management, kind of, or yes. in that sense? Can you go in a little bit detail about how, how y'all, and again, this is all on the business strategy plan that you walk them through. This is kind of more the tail end of it when y'all are, all right, y'all got a great plan going. We know you can get lenders. Obviously, this area finds a need in this business. Now let's look at your management kind of skills. Yes. So even before we start working on the business plan, then we do a pre-assessment. Okay. And so then, and again, they don't have to share that with me, but it's also, I mean, one of the things that they do themselves mm -hmm. so they can see what their weak areas are. So then sometimes management is one of those areas. Why? Because, I mean, they've been employees. And so then they know how they don't want to be treated. Mm -hmm. However, it is very easily forgotten when they're focusing about making payments at the end of the month. 
Yeah. So then what they do is like they put pressure on the employees instead of, again, focusing on the training side of it. Mm -hmm. So we do have actually, we, we do experience that. And so one of the most common misconceptions about people that are starting businesses, uh, and that's where you understand the part like that they're, they're going to need training with management is that they're expecting that they're going to work, they're tired of working their eight to five job. Yeah. So then they're starting a business because they're tired of that. So they're yeah. going to work 24 seven. Yeah. <laughs> so they're going to be working 24 seven and they're not going to have one boss. Yeah. They're going to be having, you know, if they have a hundred clients, they're going to have a hundred bosses Yeah, and that's going to determine their schedule. And they will think about it while they're sleeping and in and the then, shower and, then, and in the, yeah. on the, on, while they're driving. And yes. yes. <laughs> but in like maybe five years when the business has gotten stable, then you can kind of step back. But when you're first starting this, what you were saying, like a lot of people don't understand that is a, 24 seven grind trying yes. to get this business successful. And so we have training. So then we are again, so we are actually part of 18 offices throughout the state. And so we all have different uh, skills. So like I said, before I came to the SBDC, I have training background and accounting background and management background. Mm -hmm. So then there are actually some uh, individuals that are actually certified. So then they actually handle more of like the employee retention programs and they actually, you know, like, I mean, so depending on what you need, we'll have somebody that would actually help you with it if you need more in-debt um, training on it. Um, what we believe on is also hire, um, hire slow yeah. and fire fast. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and I know it sounds harsh, however. I'm sorry. I was I a little too excited? So, so however. Listen, if you're not getting the job done, you're out. So now sometimes, for example, with small business owners, one of the things that you do see is that if somebody comes through the door and they're looking for a job, they're like, okay, you're hired. Come in tomorrow. Okay. Because they're desperate. Yeah. However, that actually be, could be detrimental for the business. So that's one of the things that we normally kind of like make sure that they have a plan. We have a training plan on what's that going to look like, what type of training, I mean, orientation are they going to be covering and whatnot to make sure that their uh, employees are part of their marketing team. Mm -hmm. And that gets back to the point that when you start breaking down the statistical data, every employee needs to be generating X dollars of revenue toward the business. Yes. And, and you can quantify that. Yes. <laughs> and yes. It, and and that, that's the only way that, I mean, if you notice whenever you go to a business, I mean, who's the first person that you see there? You see the owner? No. no. <laughs> so you see the employee. Yes. And so then if the employee is not happy and it's not actually, you know, I mean, think about an un unhappy and satisfied waitress or wa a waiter. Yeah. How is that going to ruin, you know, how, how is that going to make up for actually you coming back to that restaurant? Yeah. All right. You mentioned uh, all the offices around the state. So you're, you're tied into the University of Georgia in, in what way? So there are some contract offices that have uh, their offices within the um, within university. So then they're partner universities such as Kennesaw University. So then we have uh, University of Georgia office there, but it's part of um, K KSU. They have a contract office there. Gotcha. So then here in the Northwest Georgia side, we're actually just directly through UGA. There's not a difference, just budgeting. I mean, the way that it comes in, but at the end of the day is that we all work together. And so then we, for example, here in the room office, uh, we have a new um, area director. His name is Peter Matthews. So, and then Patricia Devlin also works here and Vivian Collins, who is our administrative assistant. So whenever someone calls in, she calls, she answers the calls and then she schedules an appointment with us. We handle the Northwest Georgia area. 
I just wanted to make sure the University of Georgia I knew got you were mentioned. Fit it in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, almost, it's almost football season. Uh, <laughs> yes, and you got to know about UGA's football. You know, if you're working here. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they rolled their eyes. My, 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 my Auburn. We put up a Roger. All the my, time. my Auburn colleagues here. Um, your your industry data. You uh-huh. say it's like anything. It's dress shops and and manufacturing and coffee shops. What about newer technologies? How like like if somebody wanted to wanted to launch a website and they feel like they can monetize on the website, they don't need a you know a brick and mortar because of whatever it is they're going to do. I mean, do you have data for that? You know, ads on websites or you know people can order products through a website or whatever it is. You know, there's just so much new technology and new industry, especially since COVID. Um, can you all help steer there? So we, we actually help with it, like setting up the website building, you know, like I mean, a sales strategy, because at the end of the day, it's the same. As far as having data on how the businesses are doing, yeah, it, depends on the, it, it depends on the industry. We can pull some data, uh, but it's, it's still too soon. We, now, what we can pull, which is really interesting, is the demographic reports through Esri. So then uh, the demographic reports, I can go into Rome, Georgia, per se, and look at um, individuals, like if my target market, so for example, there's women here, right? So we're targeting women, Pam, and, and us too. So then, now we're going to have different likes. So then we're going to look at age groups, we're going to look at income levels, and then we're looking at also interest. So then the demographic reports, if I say, okay, so I want to target this product to women between 30 and 40, Okay. So then I'm going to assume that you're under 30, okay? So yeah. then you're out. So then at that point, I'm only focusing on women you're from out. like 30 you're out of here. See, I'm firing fast. So you're out because then so then your interest might be different. So then if I'm going to find you, I might not find you uh, reading a newspaper, okay? Now that's an assumption. That yeah. no, that's not 100% a fact. But it is a statistical but probability. Statistically prob- yes. Yeah. So then I might actually find you, you know, like even like with social media, I might not find you on Facebook as much as I'll find you on Instagram. Yeah. Okay. So then, um, so also the air, the way that you shop, you might not be shopping through magazines. Mm-hmm. You're going to be shopping online more. Okay. And so then you might, assumptions here. Okay. So then you might actually be interested more on going and shop locally and just touch the items instead of actually buying online. So then those are the data that we can actually look at. So like if your interest is fishing, so then automatically I'm already out of that pool. So then, and what this does is actually gives me a list. So instead of say sending mailers to zip code 30161, I can send mailers to women that are interested in fishing that make over a hundred thousand dollars a year that can afford my new fishing tool or my yeah. new hat for fishing. Wow, that's so cool. Yeah, there's a lot to. Yeah, I'm processing. That. I'm trying to think. I keep going back to the coffee shop reference when you say, "Who is your market?" Well, everybody that drives by the shop, you want to pull in and get a cup of coffee. But realistically, not no, everybody not drinks everybody coffee. Drinks co- coffee. Yeah. No, it's it's better to know who you're going to try to target than just try to target everyone. Exactly. So, so yeah, and then that well, that actually kind of gets into advertising. If you wanted to say buy a radio spot to promote your coffee shop, okay, what radio station attracts? The, Ex- the, yeah, the, exactly. the, per- the, person the person who drinks, who drinks coffee. coffee. <laughs> and then what you're looking about is like, what kind of coffee? Okay. Because there, you can be drinking coffee, but you just re- rather get it at a gas station because yeah. it's a dollar fifty. Yeah. when you can actually go to another coffee shop and pay $5 for your coffee. Mm-hmm. So then that's where we come in and say, okay, so let's say women between, let's say 18 and 30, they're going to be spending time. They're working from home. 
So we're targeting that group that actually going to go and spend some time at a coffee shop. Okay. And so then you could actually say that if you're going to be targeting a specific group, so then, or a specific organization. So you know that by, by buying there, you're going to be donating X money. So you have to have the means to do these donations as well. Yeah. So then that's where it comes into where you're actually going in more than selecting men or women that you're going to be targeting, but it's like your interest. What so. are you doing? Where do you spend your money at? That is crazy to me. That <laughs> It's scary. So much, <laughs> like so much data is out there for these businesses to use at their fingertips and a lot of people don't know that so they need to make sure they're using these resources from the sbdc and a business can come in at any point right yes it doesn't just have to be a startup like it can be at any time this business could just let's not even say struggling just like hit a a wall just they kind of feel like they're they're they've grown it's successful but they feel like they're not growing anymore um, you, they can come to you and then y'all completely reevaluate how to move forward, right? Yes. So then we actually, on a yearly basis, we do what's called success stories. And so like through Georgia Trend Magazines, and then you can actually go and subscribe to our website and get them. And so then that'll give you a better understanding of what we do. But any business, so the misconception is that we help startups. Yeah. And then we help yeah. fund startups. And small businesses that are only five people, but it's exactly. under 500 people. It's under 500 And there is actually, you know, like a limit as far as like revenues um, that we actually go by the SBA and it depends on the industry. Yeah. So, um, but one of the things that we do is, so the way that I explain it, and here I go again with, you know, I mean, personalizing it is, (laughs) is that we're sort of like counselors. Okay. Mm -hmm. So do you go to a counselor when you're already broken or did you go to a counselor, you know, to address Mm -hmm. things that, you know, that may be, may be coming as a challenge in the future. Yeah. So then if you're thinking about growing, I think the best way that I could say is like, if you're thinking about growing, you should come talk to us. So then anything, it could be growing in buying a piece of equipment. Adding an employee. Adding in an employee. Okay. So if you were doing a coffee shop, okay. So then we're going to, let's say that we now want to roast our own coffee. Mm -hmm. So instead of us spending, let's say that we made and we saved $50,000. So we're ready to buy a piece of equipment because we're not, we don't want to get in debt, which is, this is one of the comments common questions that we have is like, well, I don't want to get in debt. What can you do for me? So then it's like, well, do you not want to get in debt or do you know, do you actually want to learn how to leverage debt? Yeah. Yeah. So then instead of you putting your $50,000, so you're going to need a roaster, but then you also need to have the people to work it. So then we help you with that projection so that you can determine is that you can even get a line of credit. So then things that would actually give you the steps to continue to grow that's what we can act. What we can actually do for for you as a business owner. Yeah, and I'm sure you have to do a lot of like reassurance too to these business owners as well. Like you saying, like, oh, I don't want to get in debt. That's not a bad thing for a business. That is that is sometimes how you grow your business a lot. Like how you can push it forward miles and miles ahead by getting the loans. But it's being smart and knowing how to get those loans and pay those loans exactly. off. So yes. And then doing the projections, because again, we show you. So then we, you tell us what you're thinking about doing. So you're thinking about selling, let's say a million dollars in coffee, like yeah. a coffee shop in Rome, Georgia. We're hitting you know? a big, we are swinging yeah. for the fences. Exactly. You might, you know, you're going to be selling some expensive coffee. And then like, if you, you have to look and figure out, you know, like, I mean, narrow it down. So where you can actually do baby steps towards mm-hmm. it. 
as far as lending goes is having a good relationship with a banker. We call it the ABCs, yeah. attorney, banker, and CPA. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's your key uh, mm-hmm. par- partners in there. And then that's where it comes in also with like the local partners as well, because then, for example, the chamber, what I explained to the people about the chamber, Pam, is now they're like, well, I was a member of the chamber a year ago and they don't do much for me. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, now let's, let's make sure and understand the expectations here. Yeah. It's like the chamber is an opportunity for you to come in and meet people and do the work. It's just like a gateway. So then it's just like, you know, like it's not going to happen to where you just open the doors and people are going to come in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, here in a lot of the times it's going to be about the relationship and you guys allow that, you know, like, I mean, allow this, uh, you know, like this room for them to come in here and meet other business owners as well so that they can build and straighten their local communities as well. Yeah. So then with the business plan is like, you know, are you going to be part of them? You know, part of, you know, how can you make the most out of the chamber and even by registering on your uh, directory? Mm-hmm. You know, so that's one of the things on marketing side that people don't take advantage of. Mm-hmm. And one of the strategy is we're going to take advantage of this, this and this that is already allowed and uh, provided for me so that I can be successful in my marketing strategies. Yeah. So uh, there's, there is development you can help when somebody's already up and running. Yes. But I, when somebody walks in for the first time and they're, they've got a passion for something and they're excited and they want to start this business and they've got all these ideas – does all your information sometimes just overwhelm them? Yes. <laughs> and the, and the, but it's a long process. And they just, and they just uh, okay, and they need to catch your breath, but that's actually helpful. Yes. Catch your breath, tap your brakes, and let's go through this methodically. Yeah, yeah. Nora yes. holds their hand a lot. Yeah. So. You, are, you are really a counselor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is, and it is very difficult, even for, I mean, established businesses, yeah. to actually come to us. And I can tell you from my personal experience, because I had a business before, and they had told me about the SBDC. And so I was like, yeah, yeah, let me get my stuff in order and then I'll go talk to them. Because it's more of like letting somebody into your house when you see all the mess and the clutter, you know? Yeah, yeah. So then, so then you, you, it takes some time and, you know, I mean, you might refer somebody to me and it might take them six months to a year to call me because they feel, you know, like they're, they're embarrassed of like what the situation that they're in, because maybe although we know them as a successful business, in reality, they're living day to day. So then... Where we come in is actually that that's when they need to come see us, you know, before they actually start getting behind on their payments. Yeah. So then we can even do, I mean, we can, we can look at like different lenders. We don't have a direct relationship per se. Like we're not, we're not going to get any commission, any bonuses or anything from any lenders. So then what we do is actually, we look, we represent the business owner. And then at the end of the day, everything is confidential. You know, Pam sends somebody over my way. I can't even tell her that I met with him. Sometimes that's what we talked about it. And sometimes we sort of figure out that we're talking about the same person. But I mean, like, so we really, I cannot release any information unless the person authorizes me to do so. Oh, okay. That's an added so bonus. If somebody's trying to keep their business secret until yes. they, until they get launched, launched and. Yes. Um, because so nothing gets out well, of Well, yeah, because you, if you are starting something, you would not want word to get out and a competitor beat you to the punch. Exactly. You know. You know? It is, it is a small town. Yeah. Yes. Or if you're trying to sell the business, sometimes it's really funny how it happens that it's a big secret. Nobody knows, but five or f- five or six people have already come my way to try to talk to me to talk to me about like buying that business. Ah. So then, so so it's very interesting how it happens, you know. But I mean, but it is one of the things that we do. We could also we don't do formal business valuations. We cannot do those. 
But we have industry reports that if you're interesting, interested about selling your business, then what are buyers going to be looking for? Mm-hmm. So we can get that information. So you don't just decide one morning that you, you're going to sell the business. You prepare the business to get it sold. Yeah. And we help you with that as well. Interesting. Okay. So what is your personal background? You said accounting and marketing, but I think I read on a bio, you were born in Mexico? I was born in Mexico. Yes. Okay. That's the bilingual. Yes. And uh, moved here when you were how old? I was 12 when I moved to Rome, actually. Really? Yes. It's, could you speak English at that time? Not a single word. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, so. And you went to Rome High School? I went to Rome High School, yes. Uh, I graduated in 05 from there. And shorter? Shorter college, yes. Yeah. I, my undergrad and then my MBA, actually. As I was working here as well, so. How hard is English to learn at age 12? <laughs> you know, I think... Is it, it easier was... than opening a business? <laughs> you know, uh, I don't know. Uh, I think it's a challenge. And that's why sometimes when people tell me that, you know, um, that it's it's very hard to do certain things here in America. And I was like, well, I think at the end of the day is if there's a will, there's a way. And as, once you have the recipe, then you can just figure through, you know, you can push through. Um, I had a... My English teacher, my ESOL teacher, because I got put into that program, I took two years in that class, and then she said, and these were her words, you're going to hate me for now, but you will thank me later. This is your last year in the English class. Oh. So then I was like, no, I'm not ready. I mean, this, that was just two years of middle school. And then she's like, if you're not out of this class, then you're not going to be able to go to college. So I was whether they call a sink or swim child. So, oh wow! So (laughs) you swam. So I swam. (laughs) Michael Phelps swimmer over Uh here for sure. Yeah, we've talked about messy houses, ugly babies, and drowning. Exactly. You see, it's a great podcast. (laughs) Has all the things. Uh, And that should be your headline, so then people click on like. Oh, yeah. What resource are they talking about? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So how can people uh, get in touch with you? Through the chamber or directly or what's the best way? Whichever they, whichever way they want to, they can call the chamber. I mean, they will automatically refer them over to me. Uh, also, you know, we, we have a really good working relationship. They put in programs together. Um, so then they can also call the uh, office and then, you know, like they'll talk to Vivian. And so then like they'll, so the way that it'll work, and then that's what sometimes put people at ease, you know, like in this conversation zone is that we do require a form to be filled out. Now, this form does not have anything other than name, phone number, and address, because that, that's basically what tells the SBA that we are actually working with people. Okay. All right. And now we also say require a survey uh, that is completed in three months so that it's about my services for the person that I provided. Now, I don't guarantee that everybody's going to be satisfied with not being able to get a loan. That's nothing I can do about. But I mean, I, I can provide all the tools that they need. And then they complete this form. They basically from the business, they ask their name and then their sales. That's what we track. That's basically what I can say as a consultant that, okay, so this business came to me, they had two employees and they were generating $100,000 in sales or $10,000 in sales, whatever that is. And then, you know, we've been working for them for three or four years and now their sales are X amount and they have X number of employees. So then every year they have to complete this form, but again, there's no customer services. Um, They can uh, come in and as long as there's progress, I can, uh, normally, sometimes, depending on what the project is, we're meeting daily basis for a week. We're meeting, you know, once a month. 
once every quarter. Um, so we look at, you know, like payroll, making sure that, you know, like, I mean, their uh, financial reports are actually in order. That's another thing that we do. So then it all depends on what they need. And so there's never going to be a, I can't work with you any longer unless we're chit chatting and there's really no progress from one side or the other. That's when the relationship terminates and they're, until they're ready. Well, what's your website or phone number or, or email or how can people get you? So how do people get me? So then if you give me a minute, I can find out because I cannot remember the phone number. But <laughs> I do that too. Email, I do that all the I time. Can, I can give you my email. And then so it's yes. so N Guzman, G-U-Z-M-A-N at Georgia SBDC.org. And Georgia spelled out. Georgia spelled out. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't, that was easy. <laughs> Don't have to have your phone number if we got your email address. Exactly. But I have the phone number for the office. Oh, there, there we go. <laughs> there he goes. 706-622-2006. Okay. So close to 007. Uh, so, it is really close. 006. I always confuse it. That's what I have to think about it twice before I actually give it out. Well, no, nobody remembers phone numbers anymore because they're all just in your contact list. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. But I can tell you what my childhood phone number was, but I can't tell you, you know, what my family's phone numbers are because <laughs> everything's just in a contact. Um, all right, final thoughts? Um, Pam, do you want to add anything about yeah. just SVDC and yeah. Chamber? I think the only thing I would add is we do have some classes coming up before the end of the year, and we're going to focus on folks that have been in business for a minute, and it's either time to grow their business, like Carly mentioned before, or if you want to be smart about a succession plan. Like if you want to set your business up to sell for a lot of money, then we're going to provide that training too. Sell or lots of ways to – or hand off to a family member. Correct. or yeah, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just have yeah. a plan. We just want people to have a plan. <laughs> have a plan. Uh, how can people join the chamber? How can people learn more? How do you can want, people... Do you want to talk about it or you want me? Go ahead. Um, <laughs> they can contact me. I feel like everyone that listens knows that they can contact well, me, hopefully yeah, by yeah. now. Oh, yeah, you're a star. Uh, my <laughs> email is kparker at com, And then any types of questions, like again, Nora, we work so well with our partnerships. Um, Nora does recommend us all the time and i can go over all those benefits we have cost saving benefits networking events uh resource programs and nora is one of ours when we partner with her and do these classes and that's just one fraction of what the chamber does and the initiatives that we take to try to make floyd county a better working uh thriving community as a business sense so anytime you want to have a discussion we would love to have it with you guys there you go. Final thoughts, Nora? Well, I just want to thank you guys. And I want to just like ser- seriously, before I worked, I came to the SBDC, I know that there was a relationship with the chamber. I-, I work with also, you know, like, I mean, before you came in with Jenny, we did some programs there. And I really appreciate you guys continue to support us because I see that your, uh, your heart is actually helping the community, helping the small businesses grow here. So thank you so much for the sponsorships that you've been giving us and for the trust that you guys have on us as well. Yeah, well, we appreciate it for sure. Beautiful. Thank y'all. Thank you so much for joining us. You've been listening to the Rome Floyd Chamber Show here on Rome Business Radio. We broadcast from the Hardy Realty Studios on Broad Street in downtown Rome, Georgia. Thank you so much for listening.